Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, Lord. It's all yours. We don't want the glory, Lord God. It's not about us today, Lord God. We minimize ourselves and we maximize who God is in this room, Lord. It's about you today, Lord God. And it's the best thing for us when we get our eyes off us, Lord God. It's the best thing for us, Lord God, because we were made to worship you. And the greater that you get, the fuller that we become, Lord God, because we, Lord God, are your children and we are loved by you, Lord God. So today I pray, Lord, that all around here, that yours is the kingdom, power, and glory. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. You guys can be seated. Man, greet the person next to you. Tell them hello. I really like your blouse. Yeah. That sweater vest is excellent. Yeah, you like my bandage here? So before I go anywhere, I got to have surgery. I had the privilege of having surgery uh, a couple a couple days ago, I think a week ago. And uh, I, they put five holes in my arm because uh, they said that I, I had no mobility in my right arm. So I had surgery. It was wonderful. It was Happy New Year, right? Uh, but I was just grateful that we even get the privilege of having surgery. We live in a country where something is broken and it can be fixed. Can be fixed. And you, you guys in the back, if you see chairs open, come fill them. Come fill them, guys. Uh, I would rather want you guys closer to me. Uh, I, I wore cologne, so things are good, right? But uh, I just want to, I want to read to you. I've been really studying the Beatitudes in the last uh, couple of um, couple of months, I would say for the last six months, I've been reading the same thing every day. I don't know if you, if you find that either weird or I can, I can be a little weird, right? But I, I've been reading this and it says this, it says, you are the salt of the earth. And if you, if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made, be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. I'm like, this, this isn't the nice Jesus I'm I'm, I'm wanting to read, right? It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. That's our namesake there. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and they give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I love that. I love it. And when heaven comes, it's not, it's not just this presence it's not just this thing where we feel it and now heaven's here no you're heaven here on earth at some point we got to believe that we are the kingdom of God we are we are the people of God and when we go into any space we are we are the light of the world we are the salt of the earth because we choose to be we don't just choose to say God do something through me and then do nothing you know like oh, oh you didn't do anything through me so I guess no God's like do yeah, I was I was I was expecting you to do something. Oh, okay, next time, God. God, do something through me. I, man, the purpose of the church is not a building. The purpose of the church is us. We're the power of God, the love of God, to love this city greater than it's ever been loved. We don't want a better church. We want a better city. We don't want a better church. We want a better neighborhood. We want better families. We want broken hearts to be made whole in Jesus Christ. I believe that's the heart of Jesus. 
It's not, it's not a place. It's a people that believe that they are here for the kingdom of God. It's here and now. It's not later. God's not going to. Jesus talked a lot. You know, we think that it's sometimes we think Christianity is this ticket to heaven. Jesus talked as much about living life on earth as he did about heaven. So think about how important that is. So as the ushers come forward in our giving, that's what we're giving to. We're, we are here to love this city. We are to love this city. And I, I hope that we start, and you might not be there yet. You're like, Lord, nah, you know, it's okay. But if, as long, wherever God has placed us, man, we want to be here. We want to be here for the people. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to run into this. I thank you guys for being here. I am just... Man, my heart is full because we get to praise and worship God together. I woke up at 8 o'clock today. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just uh, that was weird. <laughs> I woke up at 8 and said, I was like, I'm cheating. And then so I started reading my Bible app. And then there was so many people from church on the Bible app because they didn't know what to do either. Because normally we come here, we get up at like 6.37 and we're at church by 8 and we're setting up. So I was on the Bible app and people were like liking my stuff on the Bible app. I'm like, that's weird. Why is everyone on the Bible app this morning? It's because you guys were bored and you guys were reading. You guys weren't bored. You guys were reading the word of God this morning because you guys made a New Year's resolution. It was good. Bobby was one of them. I saw you on there. Drew was another. Jason was another. I was like, this is, this is amazing. So it's not just me, but uh, sorry, I'm doing weird things with my arms. I'll try not to. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this moment, God, this moment in time, Lord God. We don't take our present lightly, Lord God. Because if we are here in the present, that means, Lord God, we have so much that we, there's so much more for us, Lord God. I was reading this morning in the Beatitudes, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, let us not be caught up by our past or by our future. Let us be in the moment right now where God is with us and that, our, our, and that we don't need to worry about it because you got us. You got us. We put our life into your hand and we, become, we begin to trust you one step at a time. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. I'm going to get situated. I'll, I'll try to... I'm going to start, try to talk from up here as long as this doesn't fall down, all right? Man, good morning. Man, what a fresh start today. And, and I know it's a new step of faith, and I, I'll, I'll be moving around. It's a new step of faith for us to be here. And in, in 2019, it's weird that it's 2019, right? Who felt like 2018 was just a flash? It just came, it got, it was so, so fast. That, that's how I felt like. For me, 2018 was a big year personally. It was. My daughter, Sianna, turned 13 years old this year. And that was weird, right? That was weird. And, 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 and also, Candace and I celebrated. We celebrated 15 years of marriage. I got that right? I got it right. I almost said 16. I also tried to grow a mustache four times this year. Yeah, five times maybe. Yeah, and it's not going to quit. I'm going to try again, again and again, right? Candace loves that. For Hill City, well, we've, been, uh, we've been a church for seven years this last year. Seven years. 
And it was a year of bold moves. We, we said, you know what, this year our theme is bold moves. We, we brought in consultants to teach us ways and areas that we needed to improve on and grow. We, we clarified the mission. We or reorganized systems. We refocused our efforts to love the city. And we're working through that still, right? We're working through that still. We also brought in missionaries and leaders uh, to instill in our hearts a wider view of God and his gospel to widen our vision. And we started bigger tables to love our actual neighbors. When Jesus said, love your neighbors, he didn't say, know that in your mind. He's like, love your neighbors. Oh, I know that. We're supposed to love our neighbors. No, he's like, no, love your actual neighbors. Like Ted across the street that is your mortal enemy. Go to his house, say, shake your hand. I even talked to people here who rang the doorbell of people that they thought hated them. And they became like, they got invited to Thanksgiving, right? It was crazy when we actually crossed the street. Say cross the street. Crossing the street is a big step of faith into places maybe you've never been, but God is asking us to cross the street and, and become a hub of connection in your actual neighborhood. We also take, took a bold step in groups, believing we want to grow in community, but also grow in Christ and in discipleship. So here we are in a new location. I'm very excited. I hope you are too. And, and give God praise. As one of the leaders of Hill City, I know that we're not done yet. Not e we're not even close. I, I don't think God is saying now it's time to relax and get comfortable. And I honestly, some of my prayers, God, help us not grow apathetic when it becomes easier. God, help us not grow apathetic. If we're not careful, it's easy to do. You've seen it in marriages, right? You, you sit back, you're, you just let it coast, or you see it in a relationship, and you're like, you're just letting things coast. Don't coast. Don't coast. Don't sit back and do church. Rather think, I think it's time to enter in and be the church that Jesus actually in, intended us to be. I'm saying, Jesus, you take the wheel. You know, Jesus, take the wheel. Thank you, Carrie Underwood. Right? Take the wheel of this bust of, of our lives, of this, of this church body. And, 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 and drive it, God. We want your mission to be our guide. And we want to ask God, give me your thoughts. Maybe this is you this week. God, give me your thoughts. Give me your heart, God. And the things that break your heart, let it break mine, God. Because I actually care of the things that break your heart. I'm not just caught up on the things that mess with mine, God. I'm caught up in the things that break your heart. And give us eyes to see as you would see. And um, for me, I see opportunity. I do. Here, I'm going to put this right here. Don't kick this, all right? I see opportunity. I don't know if you, don't, if you see across the street, there's apartments coming up, right? There's apartments being built. There's uh, houses on that side and this side. And for me, that's opportunity. That's opportunity. They're all around us with families and singles and teens and kids who need your love who need your care, who need hope in Jesus Christ. And we're not trying to win them. That's not the point of our faith. We're not trying to win or one-up somebody, right, so we can get a notch on our belt. We don't win people. That's not what we do. We love people the way we were loved. We embrace people the way we were embraced by Jesus. That's the heart of the church. That's the heart of Jesus Christ. The building is just a tool. The people are its driving force.
it is. And let's follow Jesus into this new season. So if you have your Bibles or Bible apps, please turn to Luke 9. Oh, that's good. That's good. We celebrate the word of God because we believe the word of God reveals Jesus and Jesus changes our lives. So Luke, back in the day, this man is a physician. He is a doctor, right? And, and he helped write the, the book of uh, the letters to Luke and, and the letters of Acts. And he actually wrote it for this guy named Theophilus. And so his goal for writing was to put together the life and teachings of Jesus in sequential order. So in Matthew, Mark, and John, the stories of Jesus are everywhere, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. They wrote that in. I remember that. And then they happened. Luke is like, we did this. We did that. It, Luke was type A. Anyone type A? Right? Some of you guys are, yeah, type, I'm type A. They even clap type A. Right? It's not just loose clapping. It's like this type A clapping, right? So Luke was that sort of person. Everything was in line. And he, he was an associate of Paul. And, and, and now in Luke, and he's talking about these disciples, these young students of Jesus that walked with Jesus, lived with Jesus, was taught with Jesus. And so now here is Jesus in Luke chapter 9 telling his guys, it's your turn. It's your time. I'm sending you out. It's your turn. It's your time. And this is how he begins the send out process, Luke 9, 23 to 27. He says, whoever wants to be my disciples... Whoever wants to really follow me must deny themselves and take up the cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it, and I want to ask all of us, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their very soul? Whoever is ashamed of me in my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them. This is very strong. When he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the glory of his angels. It's your turn. It's your time. Say that with me. It's your turn. It's your time. It's your turn. It's your time. Get this with me. And I want to say this boldly. Faith in God is not right information. Sometimes in American Christianity, it's all cerebral. It's all, if I think the right things, then I am the right things. And Jesus never said that. He never said that. He, you know what he said about salvation? He says this, follow me. Follow me. You, if you want to come after me, follow me. He didn't say, knowing the right things gets you saved. No, he says, follow me. I love that. Get this with me. Faith in God is not right information. Faith in God is actually following. It's not the t-shirts. It's not listening to Caleb or the Way FM. It's actually following after Jesus. It's not having the, a cup in your hand that tells you that the Lord is my shepherd. It's actually taking a step and living as Jesus lived. That's right. So faith is following. It's action. It's obedience. It's work. And when I say it's work, it's like, oh, it's, salvation's not by works, John. Salvation's not by works. Some of you, that's the first thing that alerts. And that's right. God's grace is not opposed to work or effort. It's opposed to earning it. God's grace is not opposed to work or effort. It's, about, it, it's opposed to actually believing that we can earn the love of God. Earning is this attitude like you owe me now, right? You, you, your kids ever do something good for you, and now they think you owe them, right? Like when we say clean, their, clean your room. So they clean their room, and they're like, what are you going to give me for cleaning my room? I'm like, I think in my head, I'll give you a spank in the butt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I think. 
What do you mean? What are you going to give me for cleaning my room? How weird is that? How weird is that? But that's how we are in our, in our walk with faith. Like, I did some good stuff. I was faithful to you. I did all these good things in my life. I was even, I was even generous today. I, I even gave 20 bucks into offering or whatever we put in that whole, whatever, that fill in the blank. And now you owe me God. Like God owes you anything. Right? He, he gave you the breath of life. You are actually present in this world. Does God owe us anything? Really? So you can't earn God's love. It is given. It is given. Earning is an attitude. Effort is an action. And Jesus says, deny yourself. Right? So we deny ourselves. We say no to ourselves in order to say yes to God. So here is the question I pose to all of us and I pose to myself today. Do we really want Jesus when he's talking about it? Maybe not this form of Jesus that we know of, but do we really want Jesus the way he's talking about it? That's the only reason I've been reading Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Even this morning I read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, right? Chapter 5, 6, and 7. Every day I've been reading Matthew 5, 6, and 7, 5, 6, and 7. I'm trying to get in the teachings of Jesus into my life so that I can respond like him, walk like him, talk like him, be like him. In the Beatitudes, in the Sermon on the Mount. Do we really want Jesus really? Or are we okay with some Jesus sprinkles here and there? A little bit of Jesus here. A little bit of Jesus there. Are we okay uh, with hearing other people's stories of following Jesus? Or is in 2019 a time to get a little crazy and a little courageous? A little crazy courageous. This is more than being a good person and reading the Bible and trying not to cuss and not to watch bad movies. It's not behavioral modification. It's wanting and longing to be with Jesus. That's totally different. If my relationship was like, if I'm good, you should love me, this relationship is not going to be actually, it's going to be just a, a machine, right? But if I long to be with Candace, if I, if I hold her hand, not so that we, we, this is what I'm supposed to do, but I, because I love her, there's an intimacy in relationship that grows. In a friendship, it's the same way, isn't it? If they're saying, I'm just being a good friend, so one day that you will support me when I'm doing stupid stuff. That's not a good friendship, right? That's this payback. That's this earning mentality. And that's not what we want. It's not behavioral modification. It's wanting to be with Jesus. I have to have him. And when you put Jesus in the driver's seat of your life, in charge of your time, your talents, and your treasures, right, then you got to pray. Because he's going to take you to places that you've never been before. I, I believe Christianity is not escapism, that one day we'll be gone from this place. Guess what? Heaven's on earth, right, at the end of the day. So if you're theology, you better twist that up because you're going to be here still, right? You're not going to be on a cloud of angel wings. With uh, You're not going to be a chubby baby angel, right? That's, I think that's the weirdest thing ever. Like, one day I'm going to be a chubby baby angel. Like, I think, that makes, I think that makes Christianity really weird. No, God's kingdom has come and it will continue to go. And this life that you live, it's as like a blink of an eye. You'll be, you'll be living eternally. The way Jesus spoke on the cross to the guy next to him. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. He didn't talk like life was like, okay, I'm, I'll see you way, way later. He says, man, he, this very day you're going to be with me. That's how he thinks of life 
and death. That's how he thinks of eternal life. Maybe we should think of eternal life that way, that it's this continuation of the kingdom of God. Because when we give Jesus the driver's seat, you got to pray. Because you're entering into life like you never have before. Also, you have to face yourself. This is a big one for us. And maybe this is something very important to you. We can be Christians for 30 years and never face ourselves. That's right. Your monsters in your closet, your addictions, your secrets, your unforgiveness. you got to face yourself. There has to be some self-awareness going on. The more you pray, the more aware you are that, man, God is so much bigger and I'm so much crazier. The more I pray, I'm like, I'm crazy. Lord, just help me. Lord, help me. Uh, Like, I'm crazy. Like, I was, I was, I was talking to, I, I was asking my son for forgiveness. This is weird. This is really weird, right? So I, I have a short son named Micah, and we were, we were at the Korean barbecue the other day. Don't call him that. I apologize. I'm glad he's not here. We were at the Korean barbecue the other day, and I was like, Micah, tell them you're eight years old so we can get 50% off the barbecue. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how lame are you, John, telling your son to, not to lie the rest of the time, then you can save $13. You're like, you better lie right now. <laughs> I woke up that morning and I went to Micah in his bed. I said, Micah, I have always told you not to lie. And then I told you to lie last night to save $13. I am so sorry that your dad is insane. And I was like, why would I do that? Because character matters when, it, when no one is watching. Because it matters to me. Because I walk with Christ daily. I hope it matters to you. And that you call yourself out on it when you're being crazy too. Because the more I'm with Christ, the more crazy that I understand I am. The more that I need Jesus every day. I face myself. Are we really willing to deny ourselves and take up the cross? That's a big move. That's not just something Christians say. That's what we do every day when we face ourselves. Love our enemies. Think of your enemy right now. There's some of us. It might be Steve at the office, right? Oh, Steve, right? Or it might be whoever it is. We all have people that drive us insane, right? And Jesus is like, oh, go and love them. And he's like, well, you know, what? I'll, I'll, I'll love them, right? I'll love them by pushing them away from me, right? Right? We, we got to love our enemies, love strangers and neighbors as ourselves. Then wake up tomorrow and do it again. And give the keys back to Jesus. And now don't tune me out right here. Because for some of us, I want to say this. You know, we're like, oh, that's some Jesus stuff. For some of us, I want to just ask, how was your 2018 doing it your way? Jesus was saying, do it my way. And then we're like, okay, I sure will. I know all that. We can know all the stuff. That's great. But Jesus doesn't call us to be good people, do good stuff. No, he he says, follow me. How was 2018 doing it your way? Was it like 2017, 16, and 15? Was it full of purpose? Are you the person you need to be? Or do you ache in your soul somewhere deep in their understanding there just has to be more? And Jesus fully says there is. What if Jesus is right? There's a way of living that you can gain the whole world, yet lose your soul. Lose what matters most. Lose what you were made for. Lose what you long for and what your soul desires. 
I have a feeling that you know what I mean. We have made some exceptions in our lives, some handshakes in our lives where we started to lose this intimacy, lose these, this part of ourselves. And we said it was okay. And now we look back a year later and we said, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. So I want to tell you this. We're at the top of 2019, right? And we can do, we can do what we've always done make some health goals, do a vacation here and there, try to be good people, or we can take the red pill, right? And we can look God in the eye and put our metaphorical hands in Jesus' hand and begin to follow him, give him the pen of our story. And this is not a New Year's resolution. I'm asking you maybe for the first time to follow Jesus, to follow him, to actually Follow Jesus, to bring Jesus into your relationships, into your habits, into your money, into your business, into your gym, into your everyday. And actually listen to the nudges that he gives our hearts, nudges that he in his words. And take action no matter the cost. No matter the cost. And you call yourself out when you do weird stuff. When you tell your son not to lie, then you tell him to lie. Call yourself out on that. And you say, I'm going to be honest with myself and my walk with God. I can't fake it to make it. I don't want fake Christianity. No one wants it. Our world is staring at the church and saying, be the church. Be the church. I wish the church was a church. And I'm asking you, I believe Jesus is begging you, follow me. Follow me. Don't follow this idea of me of being a good person. Follow me into dark places. Follow me even into suffering. Follow me. I got you. I got you. This life is but a blink. And you will be with me in paradise if you follow me. John uh, John 1.14 in the, in the message says, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus brought heaven down with him and moved into the neighborhood. And that's what you're going to do this year. I I, I see it. That's what we're going to do. Right? So here we are going into 2019. Crazy courageous. Say crazy courageous. You can't really read it because I used the wrong colors. Right? That's what happens. Bad design, John. Bad design. Right? It says crazy enough to believe we can change the world. Courageous enough to do it. Crazy enough to believe you can change the world. I believe every one of you in your mind somewhere, you're crazy enough to believe, man, there's something in me that can change the world. I believe that's the God part of all of us. That's the spirit in you that's saying, man, Jeremiah, you're crazy. Man, you're crazy enough to believe you could change the world. You're like, uh, yeah. And then everyone else tells you you're crazy. Do it, man, and be courageous enough to do it. And I believe the church needs to get on the same plane. This is what faith is. We're crazy enough to believe that we can change the world and courageous enough to actually do it. Crazy courageous. Tell someone that. Don't say it lame. If you're going to say crazy courageous, you're going to be like, crazy courageous, you know. Yeah. Crazy courageous. Man, that's what we're called into We're not waiting for God to move. Let me tell you, he already has. On the cross, he gave his life so that you can really live, so that your sins can no longer burden you down, so that you have an eternity to walk towards, so you can be set free, so it's time to be the move of God on earth as it is in heaven. 
But this is what it's going to take. I'll be quick. Two points. All right? Number one, prayer urgency. Say prayer urgency. That's right. Unless you set apart time with Jesus, you will never know him. Unless you set apart time with Jesus, you will never know him. This is more than putting memes up, all right? And saying, that, Jesus, I put a meme up for you. He's like, good job, man. Welcome to heaven. No, that's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. You, unless you set apart time with Jesus, you will never know him. You will only know about him. That's the difference between knowing about Peyton Manning, knowing his stats, or going to Peyton Manning's barbecue and eating off his plate, right? That's the difference. I want to eat off Peyton Manning's plate. I want to be buddies. We want to be pals, right? Listen, there's no easy way to pray. That's on purpose. Because prayer is denying yourself and saying, I'm going towards you because this is hard, right? There's no three steps. Like, here's three steps of easy praying in 2019. If you read that, that's a lie. It's, it's going to say step one, it's hard. Step two, it's hard. Step three, step, read step one and two, right? That's what it's going gonna, it's gonna to say because you got to actually spend time with God, right? you got to want Jesus more than YouTube and Facebook and this is us. I know, I know. Don't, don't say that, John. Yeah, I know. I always talk about Jack. He's going to die again, all right, just to let you know, right? Prayer is even more than your business. Prayer is to deny self. Also, to pray is to accept that we are and always will be wholly dependent on God for everything. It's dependence. It's trust. It's transformation. Prayer changes what is possible but prayer also changes me and you. It does. Sometimes God changes your situation. And other times, God's just waiting for you to change. He'll start to change your heart. He'll say, I'm not changing your situation. I'm going to put two bad neighbors in your neighborhood. <laughs> He's like, God, I've been praying for five years that um, you would leave. You would give me some good neighbors. Maybe you're the bad neighbor. Right? And God's trying to change you. Like, I have all these bad neighbors. If all, if people all around you, if you say, man, I just have bad friends, maybe you're a bad friend, right? Right? It's, it's funny when you start looking in and you're just like, oh, that, that is me, right? It just look within. I, I, I think sometimes God changes such a situation. Other times God changes our hearts. And so as we pray for our enemy, pray for hard situation, God changes us, transforms our heart into his. And that's when true freedom begins to move. Prayer is both a conversation and an encounter with God. Think about that. Leonard Ravenhill wrote this. Prayer is the most unexplored area of the Christian life. I thought that was very interesting. I was like, ooh, that hurt. Right? And, and, I, and I, I said it to myself because I'm a professional Christian. Right? I don't know. There's not many professional Christians here. I'm, I'm a professional Christian. It is my job to be a Christian. And I should be better than that, John. I tell myself, are you crazy? It's hard sometimes to pray when you're like, oh, I got some answers for you. Like when you're a pro, don't go pro in your walk with God. Always be amateur. Always be JV, understanding I need Jesus every day. I need to work harder every day. So number one is prayer agency. Number two, right, is particip participation, not perfection. Participation, not perfection. True faith is participation, not perfection. Right? Jesus didn't say, come to me once you get it all together. He just says, come here. Let's hang out. 
Let's hang out. You'll learn some stuff. You'll grow just by hanging out. You don't need to have it together to come into this place. This is a place of, of dads who tell their sons to lie at Korean barbecue, right? That's, yeah, that's right. That, that, this is the kind of place it is. This is a place where we still need to grow. Participation, not perfection. To take part in relationship, laughing with, with each other, giving, serving, in conversation, in worship. Worship is more than singing songs. That's the lamest part of worship if it's just singing songs. Worship is participating together for, to maximize God and to minimize self. So when you say, oh, I don't need to go uh, to church, we're, we're just saying, you know, I just need to learn some more stuff. I don't want you to learn some more stuff. I want you to be participating in what God is doing. We don't need to learn anymore. Do you need to know anymore? Honestly, are we actually doing the things he's already told us to do? Then let's learn some more. But let's start taking one step at a time. Without participation, you will never, ever, ever, say ever, ever grow. You will never grow. Maturity only comes as you serve, as you participate with what Jesus is already doing. I already said it. Salvation is not believing the right things. It's actually following Jesus. Do as I do. Go as I go. Love as I love. Pray as I pray. It's bringing heaven down. Think about the darkest places of your life. Those are the areas that Jesus wants to bring heaven down. Those dark places. It's not the places that are easy. He's like, I'm going to take you to some dark places. You're like, I don't like that, Jesus. I just want to read some more. He's like, that's cool, but you'll never know me. You'll never know me. So I wrote here, stop hating and start participating. That's good. Prayer and participation. I say stop hating because, man, we can get caught up in just hating, man, and, and just complaining. This is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. Don't tell the world why it's dark, right? Why are you acting like the world? Like, that's crazy talk. Be light. Be salt. Be salt. Stop hating. Start participating. Imagine with me. Let's stand. We're closing up here. But imagine with me today. What if we took Jesus up on this offer where he says, come after me. I got something for you. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And we, sometimes we get so comfortable, we're like, oh, I don't want to come after you. I'm good. I think we, I love the book Good to Great when God has something great for us. We're some, sometimes we're stuck with good. And even the good that we have is not that good. It's just average, right? It's okay. I, I, I want Hill City not to be okay with okay. I want us to actually step into the mission of God. I want us to step into hard. Not easy. I want us to step into people's life when it's messy because it's messy. Guess what? You're messy too. I'm messy too. Imagine if we, with me, what if we as the church of Jesus really believed and every day we ask Jesus to bring heaven down through us, no matter how hard it gets. Marriages would be restored. Broken hearts would be healed. Forgiveness and bitterness would melt away from our lives. Men and women would be empowered. More would follow Jesus in the way you are following them. 
is the way we're following Jesus a way that actually inspires people. Like it says in Matthew 5, that they would see your good works. They would see the way you live life. And they would say, I want that. And they would glorify God in heaven even if they didn't believe. Maybe you're in this room and you don't believe at all. But you want the church to be the church. Can you please be the church that Jesus talks about? I can follow that. I can be behind that. Right? So in 2019, let's get it. Let's go after it. Crazy enough to believe we can change the world. Courageous enough to do it. And I know life gets busy. Loving people is messy. Work is hard. Family's crazy. And it's impossible to help everyone. So I ask you, why don't we just do for one person what we wish we could do for the rest? Maybe it's a simple prayer and we say something like this. God, just... just Close your eyes for a moment. Maybe this is an easy prayer for us to pray every day. God, if you want to use me, then show me the people who need me right in front of me. God, if you want to use me even today, show me the people who need me right in front of me. God, show me. Then this is what you do. Then you make an extra sandwich and find someone who needs a friend. And then you tell them, I made this sandwich for you. It has pickles. Take the pickles out if you don't want them, right? Make it simple. Prepare for God to use you. Be prepared. Don't just say, God, use me, then don't do anything. Actually prepare for God to use you. Be prepared with an extra sandwich. Be prepared to buy someone's lunch. Be prepared to buy someone's groceries. Anticipate that God is going to open up relationships. Anticipate moments of serving, a conversation, a moment to help, a time to encourage. And when he does, you are ready. You are. You said, I had this $50 already prepared for you. I knew it was going to happen because I asked God to. I had, I had this prepared for you. I love what Steve Jobs quotes. All, he used to quote this all the time. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. I don't know about you, but I do know this. Jesus loves you. Some of you need to hear this. Maybe you heard this for the first time. Jesus loves you. Maybe you've been, a, you've been in religion all your life and you've never understood the depths of God's love for you. Jesus loves you. He wants to be with you. He's not ashamed of you. He wants you. He loves you. He loves you. You might have come here because a, a friend invited you and told you that he was taking you to lunch. I told that to someone. He tricked you. you he took you to church, right? And you're here, but you sense something in you that you need, and you need God. Maybe you walked in here, and you're convinced your situation and your current struggle, it's the problem. Look at me. Your current situation is not the problem. God wants to change your heart more than your situation more than your struggle. Your setback is not your circumstance. Your setback is found in your hard heart towards Jesus. Are you done trying it our way, your way, my way? Do you know Jesus? And you can start today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I don't know that much, Lord God, but I know this. God, following you is fun, God. It's amazing. It's hard, God life, Lord Jesus. 
but I know following you is the best way. And Lord, some of us in here, we're, we're done doing it. It's 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, doing it our way. Maybe this year we will make a stand and say, I'm going to try it your way, Lord. I'm going to anticipate, Lord, it your way, Lord God. This year, Lord God, I'm going to take a step of faith and actually follow you, Lord God. I pray that that be the desire of your heart. If you're in here today and, and that, that you, you're here and you say, I want to take one step towards Jesus. I want to take one step towards Jesus. If that's you, I don't know much about him, but this year I want to take one step. Just raise your hands with me. I want to take one more step towards you, God. One more step towards you. One more step towards you. Thank you. I pray the church that will walk towards Jesus will change the world. Crazy, courageous. I pray that be our desire today, Lord God. Thank you so much, Lord God. Let's sing one last time. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. For some of you, just take a time of prayer. Jen, just sing this over you. Just bow your heads for a moment. respond by saying yours yours is the kingdom for yours is the kingdom and yours is the power yours is the glory forever I will follow you God and yours is the kingdom and yours is the power just sing it loudly one more time, one last time. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory forever. And yours is the kingdom. Father, as we close this first service of 2019, it's not a closing, Lord. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a starting gun, Lord God, of our souls, Lord God, where we are stepping in to following Jesus, Lord God. We're going to start reading what Jesus has to say about our lives, and then we're going to actually step into it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. They're going to see your good effort, your works, and they will glorify your Father in heaven. I pray we be that church, Lord God. 
not a building, not a place where people meet. We are the people and the power of heaven coming down to earth wherever we are, from the grocery store to the movie theater to the gym, Lord God, in our families, Lord, because your kingdom, your power, your glory will come through our lives, Lord God. And that is heaven, Lord God. We want to see heaven, God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you, man. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, guys. God bless you, guys.